It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-Made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul DeTito with you as the Giants Fell to the Dolphins 20-9 in Miami. So the Giants now falling to 4-8 and eight on the season. The Dolphins make it now five straight wins. They are 6-7 and seven following a 1-7 and seven start. And the Dolphins get their first win in Miami against the Giants because the Giants were 3-0 and oh in this all-time series. This is now the ninth time in 12 games that the Giants' offense has produced 20 points or less this season, Jeff. And there were a lot of missed opportunities in this game. They were 6 of 16 on third down. They wound up finishing with 16 first downs, but that seemed to be a struggle. Not a lot went right on the offensive side of the ball. And when you keep hovering around 10 points, which the Giants have done more often than not, it really doesn't matter how good your defense plays to keep you in games. You're just not going to wind up doing enough to even stay competitive in a game like this. Well, no, it's too much to ask for your defense to uh, sustain that through four quarters each week. Um, 29 points in three games, um, two TDs in the last three games. One of them was uh, a gift of Tom Brady with the return down to the five-yard line. I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand it. It's just, um, it's hard to put something on it, Lance. It really is. It's just, you know, and today they even had, you know, Galladay was in there again. I know he got hurt, but he came back in the game, and Saquon was in the game. So, um it just didn't didn't seem to me that the offense was very imaginative. It didn't did I thought there would be a little bit more of some, you know, some somehow some way to get around this blitzing defense, um, and it just it just couldn't put it together. Well, it's, and it's, I it's, I scratched my head. I just don't know. I, I it's hard to come up with answers to be honest with you. Well, and that's why I brought up the third <laughs> down, the lack of efficiency, and completely understandable, Jeff, in which they were six of sixteen. Because Paul, you look at the third downs, and I understand they converted some of their lengthy ones, but. By my count, I have seven third downs for nine yards or more, and that to me speaks volumes of the inefficiency on first and second down, which put them in very precarious spots on third down, which is exactly where the Dolphins wanted them to be. Well, you know, Lance, I think one of the things that I I said to you during the pregame show was you had to stay away from negative plays. Now, in the first quarter alone, Giants had three negative plays and one play for no yardage. In the second quarter, despite only having the ball for, let's see, one, two, three, four snaps, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, what, 11 snaps, they had uh, two plays for zero yardage and one play for one yard. I mean, that's not a good ratio, no matter how you cut it. They, they were literally swimming in quicksand. There's that Q word again. And, you know, I, and, and here's the thing that really annoys the living hell out of you, right? You're looking at this defense doing everything they can to keep you in this ball game, And they really are. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They're doing everything humanly possible to keep you in this game. And with under five minutes left in the third quarter, it's a 10-6 to ball game. And you get the ball after the defense comes up with a sack to force a punt at your own 46-yard line, and you go three and out, including a third and two where they can't connect where Glennon misfires to Ingram downfield when all they need is two yards to get the first down. Now, we all know that I'm one who wants to be more aggressive, and I do like to take longer shots from outside the 20 because we already know the 20 is the dead zone for this offense. We already understand that. But here's, here's where it comes down to the fact that your offensive line won't run block and you can't get any run game going. Because on third and two from the Miami 46, a running play should be a legitimate option. But because this offense has time and time again shown that they can't get two yards when they need it, they're forced into going for a more risky pass play. And that really sums up everything about this game that you need to know. And Evan got behind the Dolphins' defense. Unfortunately, it was not a pass that was on point. They punted, and then even after they got the ball back after that, six plays 
They went for two yards in which Mike Glennon was sacked twice and they had a delay of game penalty. So that type of a contest for the Giants as they fall to the Dolphins 20-9 on the road, 4-8 and eight now on the season. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We will step aside. We should be hearing from Joe Judge getting some player reaction as well. We move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Mike Glennon, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Third and 16 for the Miami 21. Tua in a shotgun set, brings Waddle to the left slot. Tua takes the snap, he's looking left, he's under pressure, he's going to get sacked inside the 15-yard line. Oziz Ojolari. That was today's Play the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. It was a notable play for Aziz Ojolari. That gives him six and a half sacks on the season. That is a new Giants rookie record. B.J. Hill previously held the mark of five and a half set in 2018. And Aziz now breaks a tie with Leonard Williams to move back in to the lead for the team this season. We should be hearing from head coach Joe Judge shortly. The coach's press conference will be brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. We'll also be getting player reaction as well. Jeff, earlier I was talking about the stress that the offense is putting on the defense on a weekly basis when you hold the opponent to... 20 to 23 points, but your offense, it's like pulling teeth to get into that 10 to 15 point barometer. But the one thing that at least is important to note about the defense, the Dolphins got in the red zone twice. They scored, and on their two touchdown drives, they only faced one-third down on each of those drives. So they were dinking and dunking, which we talked about in the pregame. That was their philosophy, and they still were dictating the tone and having their way with the Giants' defense, at least on both of those scoring drives. Well, it's just the way that they run their offense, Lance. You know, you understand going into the game that that's the type of tempo they're going to be, and they're going to run it the way that they want to, and they're they're okay with, uh, you know, Tua throwing it 40, at what time? How many times does he throw it today? Um, 41 times. Yeah. For 244 yards. Well, he didn't throw an interception. He's, he's you know, two touchdowns, and he's got playmakers. Uh, we talked about Waddle, Kasicki. Those are the guys that you knew that he was going to go to. And, by the way, you had um, Devontae. Camp comes back into the game. He comes, made a big third down conversion. Too, and what Jeff a Slater. beautiful yeah. play. You know, and, and before Waddle got there, you know, uh, he was the guy. And so, I mean, it just goes to show you that when you have playmakers and guys that can make some plays for you, um, you have accuracy. And he's, you know, by the way, I don't know what his percentage was today, but, you know, Tua for the last three games has been remarkable. I, I know it was over 70%. So, you know, yeah, so they were going to do that to you. You just had to find a way to, number one, prevent it, and number two, try to get some – you know, some pressure on, on Tua, but you couldn't do it. 73% completion rate today, by the way, Jeff. So the well, streak ends, but mm. it's still pretty good to be 73% or better for three straight games. Yeah, and, and and by the way, you know, they don't put him in situations, even the one time where he got a little bit of uh, pressure, he did take off and run. He didn't run as much today as he normally does, but the fact that the Giants just, you know, the times that they did get to him, um, that was it. They couldn't sniff him the rest of the day. He you know, guys, think about yard. this for yeah. a minute, too. Yeah. It's it's about playing above the X's and the O's. You know, both quarterbacks had probably three or four passes dropped on them by their receivers. Oh, the difference is how many spectacular catches that the Giants receivers make, and you can spend a while picking your brain to try to remember any. And on the other side, the Dolphins had at least four catches that were spectacular above the X's and the O's, including the touchdown catch by their backup tight end, Ford who has absolutely no business making that grab. He can't even dream to make that catch in the end zone in his wildest you know, night of, of sleep. And yet <laughs> yeah. well, he makes NFL that player, catch there. I mean, okay? Yeah. No, seriously. And that's, that's the difference in the game. You know, they they had made a grab too. Remember, he bobbled it and then recovered for the other. No question, no question. How about how about when when no uh, uh, Logan Ryan uh, late in the game, Waddle makes that catch. Uh, Ryan comes and knocks the ball out of his hand after Waddle went down to the ground, and the ball comes right back to him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when when you're not winning games, 
all of those little things that don't go your way just just continue to kick you in the stomach. Well, and you could say that's been pretty much a trend for the Giants the entire season. It has season. been that way all year long. Yeah. And for the Dolphins, Devontae Parker, he made at least two great grabs on the sideline. And then Mike Kosicki came up with another huge third-down conversion to help mm-hmm. the Dolphins essentially run out the clock. All right, we'll continue to break this game down. Like I said, we'll hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction too. Giants fall to the Dolphins 20-9. to They're now 4-8 and overall, 1-5 and on the road. We will be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Graham Gano, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. 50-yard attempt from Gano with 5.04 to go in the game. Pull the Giants with an 8. Snap is good. Kick's got plenty of leg. And it is good by Gano. Said that a lot this year. Indeed, as that was today's scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit investorsbank.com slash Giants for more details. Gano with four field goal attempts, converted three of them. That one from 51 yards out, capped a 10-play, 25-yard drive that took 343 off the clock. It made it a 17-9 game, but Jason Sanders responded with a 48-yard field goal to push it back to two possessions, and the Dolphins ultimately beat the Giants 20-9 to in Miami. So the Giants now fall to 4-8 and eight on the season. They will be heading to the desert, Arizona. They will not be returning to New Jersey as they prepare for a road trip to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, who did a number to the Bengals earlier today, and we'll certainly get into that as we move forward here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. One thing that came to a halt for the Giants as well today was their turnover streak. Entering today, they had 13 straight games with at least one takeaway, including all 11 this season. They had eight straight games with an interception. And Jeff Weil, you know I brought this up multiple times. They've had all those takeaways. They haven't really turned it into anything. You just felt this was one of those games where they really needed to change the field position if the defense had a takeaway or two. And hold that thought, Jeff, because Joe Judge now is speaking to the media. Let's listen in. Yeah, Lance, head coach Joe Judge is heading to the podium. Let's join him now as he answers questions here in Miami. All right, guys. Uh, first off, give credit to that team. Obviously, they went out there and did enough to win the game. Uh, there's a lot of things that I saw today in the way we played, a lot of things that are moving in the right direction, a lot of things I'm very pleased with in terms of how we competed. We were able to make some stops at critical moments, able to make some good you know, decisions. A lot of guys stepped up in different situations, but ultimately – we got to make more plays, got to take advantage of the opportunities in front of us, and got to make sure that we capitalize on opportunities when we have a chance to go ahead and make big time, you know, swings in the game. You know, I'm pleased with a lot of things in the team. You know, it's going to be a good week for us to get together as a team, go out to the West Coast, work together, you know, reset ourselves a little bit, and keep moving forward. That being said, open up to any questions you have right now. So, what do you say um, that um, things are moving in the right direction offensively? What do you see tonight? I think, I think right now, there's some opportunities we have as far as getting the ball down the field, pushing down the field, making plays. I like some of the plays that, you know, Evan was able to come up with, some of the contested catches Kenny was able to come up with. You know, some of the things Booker's doing with some catch and runs on the screen. You know, Kyle Rudolph's doing a good job with some of the balls getting it, getting vertical, producing first downs. There's a lot of things moving in the right direction in terms of that. I think our pass protection as a whole, although there's some plays obviously we got to look at and keep on improving on, but I'm encouraged by some of the things we're seeing out there in terms of how that group's progressing. Uh, we got to keep on doing a better job overall as a team. Talk about uh, well, there's there's a number of plays out there today, Tom, and we got to do a better job of taking advantage of all opportunities. You know, what we have to understand is that the margin for error in this league is so small, okay, and it's so tight. And you, and you look at that team today. We talked about you know Brian's done a really good job. You know, right now he's in year three. He's got a lot more things moving in terms of you know the flow of the organization. And what he's doing a good job of is they really pushed through that seven game losing streak. And talking before the game, it's there's such a tight margin. You know, we watch all those games they came away with with tough losses, and you say, it's a play here, it's a play there. And that's really the story in every game. And you've got to make sure you take advantage of the opportunities when they come your way. So when you have an opportunity to go ahead and extend a drive, you know, get points in the right area, wherever it may be, get a turnover on defense, capitalize on something in the kicking game, you got to go ahead and you got to make the play. So it looked like they were kind of 
Well, I mean, look, that's one of the top run defense in the league for a reason. That's kind of the way they play. They're going to load that box up and play a lot of man defense. They play a lot of cover three buzz against us or cover three dog on early downs went 12 personnel. That was kind of how the plan you know, declared. I thought the offensive staff did a good job kind of making some adjustments on the second half, getting some things off the boots, getting the ball start out there in the flat and taking advantage of these guys loading the box and packing it. But obviously their priority as a defense was to stop the run, you know, try to go ahead and make us force it, force with the throws. They played a lot of tight man right there. We saw our share of that blitz zero coverage. Uh, large part of the game plan was how to handle blitz zero. And you know when you play a team that's going to play that much of it, there's going to be opportunities in the game that you got to take advantage of. You know there's going to be times they make plays as well. That's just the ebb and flow of playing a team like that. thought when we handled it the right way, got the ball out there and had some productive plays against that zero look and made some plays pushing forward, that was encouraging. I saw Mike do a lot of good things at the line of scrimmage as far as identifying what the look was, you know, facilitating the offense, getting the ball out. And I thought Mike did a good job of pushing the ball down the field early and being aggressive. Okay, we had the interception all right, down the near sideline you know, early in the game. I thought our defense did a good job responding to that first off and ended up turning that into points for us. Uh, but offensively, you know, the message was stay aggressive, keep pushing them all down the field. And that's something we've got to do as an offense as a whole, you know, whether it's Daniel, Mike, Jake, whoever ends up being. We've got to do a good job of pushing the ball down the field and giving our guys a chance to make plays. What, uh, what happened at the, uh, in that sequence at the end of the third quarter where you guys called a timeout and then there was a delay of the game a couple plays later? Well, it was second long right there. I want to make sure they gave ourselves the best chance of staying out of third and long. Obviously, they made a play. So that was just what happened right there. Yeah. We had three, uh, I think it was three straight three and outs at that point. Defense was really playing well. You know, that was a, a spot right there that I felt that, you know, points were really at a premium in that game. We didn't want to give them a short field. We wanted to make sure that if they had to be on offense, they'd take a long field. So as far as punting the ball down there, Using the position, trusting our defense to get the ball back. You know, if we play to it and we execute the plays, we're probably going to get the ball back somewhere around midfield. You know, maybe lose about 15 to 20 yards in the initial starting point. But if we can play to it, we got to do that. Obviously, we don't want to have the result we had on that play and give them the ball to the 20-yard line. Uh, but in terms of thinking of it, look, look, we're not afraid to play to our defense. You know, so when we get the opportunity there to say, hey, let's punt the ball down there and pin them. We got to take advantage of those opportunities, and we had some early in the game. Look, our coverage units are playing really well right now. I'm very encouraged by the coverage we're getting from the interior guys on punt. Some of the plays we're making from the outside with Keon and those guys, you know, in the punts as well as the gunner position. Their kickoff's playing really well. I don't think they got to the 20-yard line. I think that was a focus for us all week of covering kicks, being aggressive and physical, making them have longer fields. So every chance we had the opportunity to pin them back, that was part of the game plan. That was a focus. Well, you I saw a lot of play, players make a lot of big plays, and that's what we got to do. We got to get the ball in our players' hands, let them make plays, let them extend plays, and be explosive players. And that's our focus as a team. So that's what we're looking to do. We're going to play to the players, play their strengths. Saw so a lot of things today that really got the players involved. There are a lot of third and longs that we converted with a lot of players making big plays. Thought Freddie did a good job calling things aggressively and pushing it down the field. Thought Mike really had the right mindset in how he wanted to play that thing. And there was opportunities for catch and runs. We got the thing out and did that. But then also, you know, pushing it down the field. So Kenny makes some big catches. Evan makes some big catches. You know, these are some things that turn around. And you've got to make these plays and be able to make these plays in critical situations and in tough games. We knew it was going to be a lot of tight contested catch today. It's a very well coached defense. They play very aggressive, very tight on you. So through the week, we talked a lot to our players about you got to defend your leverage, come out of the breaks, and you got to make those tight catches. And I was pleased to see our guys come up with a number of those today. Yes. Yeah. I would say at this point, yes. I believe it was on the catch he had going across the middle. We caught that high ball right there. Yeah, it was near after that when he came off, from what I understand. And then he came in at halftime, was able to return, and then towards the end of the game he couldn't. But Kenny, you know, look, he played plays a lot of toughness and competitiveness. And when he's out there, he obviously makes plays for us. So, you know, Kenny's a guy that, you know, we talk about all the time of, like, look, it may look covered at some points with other receivers, but when that's 19, don't be afraid to feed it to him. Mike seemed to have a pretty good rhythm with him in the first half there. Did, he, did the rib injury affect Kenny, do you think, in the second half? Because obviously he didn't have anything going in the second half. Uh, I don't want to comment on that just at this moment right now. Yeah. Anything else? Let me look at the tape before I go ahead and you know break down everything. Obviously, some things that you know didn't go exactly the plan right there. So we'll talk it on through as you know schematically, making sure we're in the right position. You alluded to the end of 
Well, all of our players will have that, you know, day after game checkups, all the doctors. Daniel will be no different than that. Uh, he'll check with the doctors tomorrow and continue through the progression. You know, they'll continue to evaluate him, and when they deem that he's ready to return for contact and play full, then we'll have him out there playing. Is there no, there's really no change from what we talked on Friday. You know, he's just going to continue being evaluated with the doctors and see where it goes. And again, we got to trust what they say. We're not going to put any of our players in a position where they go out there and they're at risk. You know, there's a difference. And I tell you guys all the time. I'm going to ask, you know, the question of is it pain management or is it injury risk? When it's injury risk, that's not on my plate. And when it's pain management, the players know, you know, to what level can they perform? We got a lot of guys that are tough guys. I don't really have to question too many of our guys' toughness. All right, but you know, can they perform at the level through that pain management? Um, you know, Daniel's a guy that you know has been chomping a bit to get back out there. You know, we want to make sure the doctors you know, give us the clearest picture of what his health and status is and what he's safe to do and go on the field when he's ready to go. We'll put him out there. So, are you comfortable with um, the reps that Mike got in practices this week? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I thought, thought the way we worked this week in terms of getting Mike prepared and having Jake prepared and keeping Daniel moving, I thought that was the right way to do it. Yeah. Just look, like any other week, I'm going to go through this tape. You know, we get on this plane and start flying over to you know, Arizona. I'm going to dissect everything about this game. First thing I watch is the kicking game, then I go to the offense, then I go to the defense, just the natural way of how I work on through the day. All right, and I'm going to go through everything. I'm going to look at everything, you know, first schematically. And I'm going to break down everything, you know, what did we do in each situation? Where we sound? Where were the breakdowns? What are the things we've got to correct from a schematic standpoint? Then I'm going to go back and watch it again, personnel-based, okay? I know what the breakdowns schematically are. Are we asking someone to do something they can't do? Is someone not performing to the level we're asking them to? Is there something we need to do something different with a certain person or put another player in that role? And I'll break it on down. But I saw a lot of players go out there today and compete. Uh, I thought our defense and kicking game, you know, really made a lot of big plays. Our offense came up with some critical plays at tough times. You know, we knew it was going to be a 60-minute type game. We knew it was going to be a very challenging defense to go against. Uh, you play against this team, you understand, you know, just the elements of pressure, what that does to an offense, and you've got to be able to play through it. I thought for a large part we did a really good job at certain points in the game of playing through that pressure, neutralizing it, making some plays, and giving ourselves a chance down the field. You know, that being said, we got to continue looking and saying, okay, with our players, we had some opportunities to make some plays. What do we have to keep doing with those personnel moves and schematically? What do we have to build on within those deals? And then what do we have to go ahead and pull back and maybe change course and some other things right there? But there are a lot of players I saw make a lot of plays. I'm continuing to be encouraged by, you know, seeing the opportunities for players to go out there and make plays. And that's, look, that's what it is. I've told you guys before, I see the game through the standpoint of letting your players go out there and play the game. That's our job. Facilitate the players, put them in position. I'm very encouraged by a lot of things our players in all three phases are doing. Okay, I'm very critical of our players. I'm very hard on them, but that's because I have a lot of confidence in them, and I trust that they have the ability to do what we're asking them to go out there and execute. So I just got to make sure they put them in the right positions and that when the opportunity comes their way, they can make the plays and that they are making the plays. One more. No, we just want to roll them on through, and that was something we talked about through the week. Make sure we get Ben involved throughout the game at some point, and the offense kind of just you know communicate with me at some point. We're going to kind of roll some different guys on through. I tell them all the time, you know, look, I expect everybody to play, so let's just keep on moving and roll them on through it there. All right, that's Giants. All right, guys, appreciate it. Travel safe. That is Giants head coach Joe Judge. We're going to see here if um, a player pops into the press conference room uh, to go right after Coach Judge is finished. I don't see someone on deck, so let's take a quick break, and we'll have more player reaction right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Metal with you as the Dolphins top the Giants 20-9 to in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. The player press conferences will be brought to you by MetLife the official insurance company of the New York Giants, as we are expected to hear from Mike Glennon and company following this loss. In the meantime, let's name our player of the game, brought to you by the members and contractors of Local 825 Operating Engineers, ELEC 825, Building Our Future. We're going to go with Aziz Ojolari, who, like I said, got to six and a half sacks, which was a new Giants rookie record. Let's send it to John Schmelk standing by. John? 
Yeah, Lance, uh, Pat Hanlon, the Giants head of PR, just popped his head in here. We're still awaiting some more players, but he did pop his head in to say that uh, Mike Glennon might be a while or might not pop out at all. He is currently being evaluated for a concussion in this game. So if I have more on that, I'll let you know, and I'll let you know when we have the next player down here as well. Okay, sounds good. So unfortunately, the Giants injury is starting to pile under center. Daniel Jones did not play in this game because of a strained neck. His status, as Joe Judge mentioned, right now is week to week, so it's up in the air about whether or not he's going to play against the Chargers. And now Mike Glennon is being evaluated for a concussion, and depending on what they find there, that could determine his status entering the Chargers game. And he has to go through concussion protocol. Jake Fromm, they took off the Buffalo Bills practice squad. So some question marks hovering over the Giants quarterback situation. I mentioned that Aziz Ojolari is the player of the game. He got to six and a half sacks total. That's a new Giants rookie record in terms of what he did overall in this game. He had four tackles, three solo, one sack, one tackle for loss and one quarterback hit as the defense held the Dolphins to 20 points. They did give up two touchdown drives, but With the way the Giants' offense is performing, it really makes no difference at this point what the defense is doing. Today's game breakdown is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And for that, we'll look at some team stats head-to-head here. First downs was in favor of the Dolphins, 19-16. to Both teams struggled on third down. The Giants were 6-16, of the Dolphins were 6-15, of and the Dolphins actually had been pretty good on third down entering this game, mainly because of their ability to stay in some manageable third downs and distances. In terms of total plays, it actually ended up being relatively balanced. The Dolphins had 68, the Giants 64 total yards, 297 to 250 in favor of Miami. Though the one statistic to me that jumps out is red zone efficiency, and that has been the Achilles heel for the Giants all throughout this season. That's nothing new. They were 0 for 1, their one opportunity. They couldn't cash in. The Dolphins got down into the red zone twice. And they were able to capitalize, scoring a pair of touchdowns. And that was the big difference in the 20-9 victory for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, I want to go back to something that I brought up earlier, right before Joe Judge was heading to the podium. And that was the fact that the takeaway streak ended. And I was mentioning to you that this was the type of game, especially given the offensive struggles again, where if the defense got a takeaway or maybe something happened on special teams that swung field position, maybe that could have at least ignited something to shorten the field for the offense. Yeah, big plays, right? Ignite, you know, get a little uh, momentum going for your team. And uh, when you go on the road, it's great to to be able to take the ball away from the home team because it silences the crowd and you can kind of get a little rhythm. If you look at this offense today, even though if they the defense had handed them a, a turnover and said let's go, they didn't have any rhythm. And that that this, uh, you know, that's that's hard to hard to to get to establish some drive down the field when you're just you're kind of out of sync, you know. And, and listen, I mean, Mike Mike Lennon, he comes in off the bench, you know, from uh, not playing, and and there's going to be some things that are missing in that offense. And uh, but certainly you expect it. You can move the ball, and when you get back down there into the red zone, that's where the problem is. And really, this all comes down, and we keep talking about it week in and week out. Um, it all predicates itself on running the football, and the Giants are unable to do that. So it doesn't matter where you're going to be. If you can't run the football, you certainly can't ask your team to score points when you're down in the red zone, even if you get there. They were 0 for 1 today, which you know, just piles on their, their ungodly statistic in that, in that area. Well, speaking of that, let's take you through the Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Giants ran the ball 17 times in this game for 91 yards but it didn't necessarily translate to any success. Let's head to the podium. James Bradbury speaking to the media. Yeah, so on the first one, um, we really didn't have a breakdown of covers on either one of the touchdowns. Uh, the play just kind of went longer than expected, and he was able to find the open target. The first one? Yeah. That's where I was supposed to be. I think Tua does a good job of reading it, um, and he's also a very accurate passer. Um, he has a quick release too, so um, quick game just kind of goes hand in hand with like some of his strengths. Um, so I think that's what makes it tough to defend it. Does it get a little bit more pressure on, on you guys to kind of keep these guys out and, uh, you 
what, what added strain does that become when you know they're kind of stuck on one on the other side? I mean, I think it's uh, just pressure going out there and playing in general. Um, so I try not to get too like caught up in what the other side of the ball is doing. I know my job is to go out there and defend uh, every blade of grass out there and defend them from scoring touchdowns. Uh, so that's my approach every time I go on the field, you know, stop them from scoring. Uh, we got to win next Sunday. That's our um, that's our mood. Yeah, I think it'll definitely um, help with the chemistry uh, throughout the the team. Um, but anytime, you know, we can spend time with each other and uh, talk football, just talk life, you know, it's going to bring us together. So uh, that's the thing that the one thing about this trip uh, that's positive. Yeah, you've known about it. I mean, you guys have known about this trip, I would imagine, for, for a while. What, I mean, how unique is it to be taking a week of this, you know, you going to college campus and doing that? What, you know, how do you approach it, I guess, as a, uh, so, of course, like you said, we knew about this trip. Um, so, you know, you want to hang out with your teammates, get to know your teammates more, build that chemistry, because, uh, of course, there's some new pieces on the on the defense. Um, but then again, you know, you got to make sure you take care of your body, too, because you're away from your from your from um, what you're used to, from your routine. Uh, so you want to make sure, you know, when you're away, that you try to find ways to take care of your body, however that is. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me as a vet, uh, going away from, New York or your home, um, just building a routine and make sure, make sure you stay on top of your body. So that is Giants cornerback James Bradbury, who had two tackles in the Dolphins' 20-9 victory over the Giants. We'll step aside. We'll hear from more players as we move along here. Giants now 4-8 and eight on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dettino with you as the Giants fell to the Dolphins 20-9 in Miami. Dolphins now riding a five-game winning streak following a 1-7 start. So the Giants now have confirmed, they just tweeted out, Mike Glennon does have a concussion. So Glennon now is going to have to go through concussion protocol leading into the game against the Chargers. Daniel Jones's status also obviously up in the air because he missed this game with a neck strain. So that means that perhaps Jake Fromm could be a possibility under center against the Chargers. And Paul, we're going really deep into this Giants depth chart right now in terms of the quarterback situation. And this Glennon concussion now brings even more into question who could be the quarterback next week. Well, you've got Brian Lewerke on the practice squad, who, by the way, during the week wore the Eli Manning uh, practice jersey in tribute to him, and who knows? Paul, you know what? Hold that thought. We got more pressers coming up here. We'll get more into the quarterback status. Kenny Galladay speaking uh, to the media. No, I kind of came on the first catch a little bit. I kind of just felt like something popped. Um, I don't think it's not too, you know, serious. Um, get treatment on it. I was able to come back out there. You know, I want to be out there with the team all the time. With the team all the time. Um, I was able to go back out there. So I mean, I, I think you know it'll just be day to day. Uh, no, I was good. You know, just had to kind of, you know, take care of a little bit in the back end. You know, I was able to go back out there. Uh, yeah, I got the x-ray. No no crack ribs or nothing like that. So, we're good. Uh, nah, I think, you know, we were just being smart about it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like you know we we're moving the ball, you know, well. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we just didn't, you know, execute the way we needed to. Um, they was able to, you know, blitz us a little bit, and um, you know, we just got to do a better job as offense as a whole. Um, you know, get a good good week of preparation, and I'm pretty sure he'll get the job done. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. The only thing we can do is just, you know, go back to work. And, you know, luckily we have another game, you know, next week. What play looked like that was uh, either yelling at you guys and trying to motivate you, I think, like the end of the third quarter, or that, was that just him trying to get you guys going? Uh, really just saying, you know, there's a lot of ball left. You know, keep going. We're not going to stop, you know, going to, going to you guys. Um, yeah, just make sure no one's having their head down. Yeah, that's my first. That's my first time hearing it. I didn't know. That's that's the game we play. That is Giants wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Let me see if there's somebody standing by outside the door and waiting to step right up to the podium. And I think that there is, so we will have another player coming in in a second. That is Giants running back Saquon Barkley, and he will step into the press conference room and step up to the podium to take questions from the media right now. Here's Saquon. Um, yeah, nine points is not acceptable. We got to be better. We got to capitalize on our opportunities. We got to be better a whole, starting with myself. Uh, I mean, in the last seven, eight games, or how many games they've been on that, that streak and that stretch, they've been number one run defense in the league, their top ten run defense in the league, um, and they did a good job today. Huh? Wait, who has a concussion? Um, this guy have next man up ment- uh, mentality, uh, and no matter if it's Mike or if it's DJ. It was Jake. Um, when the opportunities are there, the plays that need to be made, and we didn't do that today. No matter who was that quarterback. Um, yeah, very tired. Um, we, we know that we got to be better on offense. It's something that we haven't been doing this year. Having scoring touchdowns, and you know, I know even though we're tired, I know the defense is annoyed too because the defense is playing lights out. So. We got to do a better job of playing all three phases, and we're, we're not doing that on our side. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, when you go out there and you, you're playing, they're playing great. You know, they're they're playing great. We got to go out there and make plays for them. When I mean annoying me, understanding that football is about all three phases, um, playing at a high level all together, um, clicking at the same time, and that's not what happened right now on this team. Nobody feels 100% right now. It's weak, whatever in the NFL. Um, you know, we, we knew they were a big cover zero team. Uh, we emptied it out, got me in a little position. Um, they had a blown coverage, um, and we didn't make the play. Yeah, it touched my hands. Could have been a big play, um, and I, I, I failed. I didn't make the play. Um, I mean, you know. Not not producing in the run game right now, so I can't cannot be upset that I'm getting 11 carries if we're not doing anything. And myself, I'm not doing anything in the running game, not affecting the game in that in that aspect. So that that's kind of that's, that kind of happens, especially when you get down and you play from behind. I can't hear you, Lisa. Um, it's part of the game. Um, you know, there's. You know, I guess you're we're in a slump right now. So if we're talking personally, myself, um, and I could either you know sit down, cry about it, and give up, or go back to work and keep working and keep figuring it out. And um, 
that's, I'm going to do the other side of it. I'm going to go back to work, put my head down, and keep working, and you know, keep leading, and just keep trying my best. That's their opinion. Because I know who I am. Yep, drop two drops. Yep, two drops. Gotta make the catch. Just gotta make the catch. Just gotta make the catch. Catch it, look it in. That's it. Go back to fundamentals. I don't think it's a bad idea to get away. Um, spend some time with your teams. Um, it's kind of like a little, if you know, if you're in college, kind of like a little college trip. You, you get away. Obviously, you, you want to be with your family, but uh, it's a. We could take advantage of this. Uh, these what eight days or nine days, however many days we're, we're going to be out there. We could take advantage of this. Um, use this as a trip to. To you know, relax, breathe, um, come together collectively, figure out what we gotta do better. Also, spend more time um, with each other. Um, and I don't see any fault or any negative uh, things that can come out of spending time together as a team, um, getting to know each other more, especially at this part of the season uh, where we gotta try to try to make a run at it and, and try to win every game we can. That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Guys, we're going to have one more player here, Logan Ryan. If he's standing by, we'll just go right to him. Uh, I do not believe that he is, so I will at least for the moment throw it back to Lance Meadow. All right, thanks so much, John. As we are waiting, Logan Ryan, once again, in case you're just joining us, Mike Glennon diagnosed with a concussion, and his status now up in the air. Let's head back to the podium, Logan Ryan. I don't feel annoyed. Not at all, man. Uh... We knew what the challenge was, the challenge of how their defense is playing, uh, their four-game win streak. They're like almost playing like top defense in the league right now. And we kind of took that challenge to try to match that, beat them. Uh, that's how we, you know, we got to play against the Miami's offense and we can see what their defense is doing. But we can't get into, we can't, we can only control what we control. And uh, Miami's defense beat us in turnovers today. And I think getting the ball has been a big key to us winning games. And today we didn't get one. If we don't get the ball, we're not going to win the games. So we had to go get them. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, we didn't get it today. Well, the usually, obviously, really been very accountable with us. I'm just like Saquon was just in here. He was, you could tell he was really down on himself. He took it to the He was in a slump personally. Can you appreciate that as a teammate? And obviously, he's one of the leaders here. I mean, what do you see in him and how he's handling I mean, you got guys, young uh, guys with money in their pockets. And, you know, you could say Saquon has the world at his feet. And he still cares. He cares about this game. He cares about winning very deeply. He takes responsibility and accountability. And, you know, when you don't win games, you want to have people that take ownership. You want to have people say, guys, that's on me or whatnot. And it's not on one guy. We know that's a team sport. But I appreciate that about Saquon. I appreciate that. Me and Saquon had talks about uh, when I got back about um, leading our side and, and, and doing what we got to do to find wins and, and, and fighting, scratching and clawing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure he... He took accountability, and I let him speak for himself. But I love playing with Saquon. Um, he's a lot more than what people see. He's just a superstar, whatever they want to name him. He's very thoughtful. He works very hard, and he takes accountability uh, each and every day. And I respect that about him. I've seen teams do it, man. Look, you got to – we understand our starting quarterback was out today. It was similar to us going to Seattle last year. Uh, found a way to, to win it. You got to find ways to special teams. You got to find ways on defense. And obviously, offense had opportunities today. Uh, but we've seen it. We've seen it happen in the past. We've seen defenses carry teams. I remember the Jaguars teams of the past uh, for a couple years. And, you know, obviously historically good defenses. But – you got to generate points on defense. Field position is really important. Those punts, flipping the field, and giving our offense the ball in scoring position was a big part of getting us, getting those field goals. And then, them obviously executing in the red area, you know, giving up sevens. We couldn't afford to give up sevens today. If it was going to be a field goal fest, we got to keep it a field goal fest, similar to last week. And uh, but we couldn't give up sevens today. We, we weren't. We didn't have the margin of error to give up sevens today. No, I wouldn't say miscommunication. A lot of that stuff was, was 
uh, dashes, boots, scrambles, and sometimes people uncover in those plays kind of off script. Um, and we know two is big on rolling out to his our his left left lefty very different. A lot of people in the league are flat flat right teams defensive left. He's flat right uh, our defensive right because he's a lefty. So uh, just guys uncovering uh, extended play. So. I don't think it was miscommunication at all. He just found – he's very accurate. He found a little void there and, and, and dotted it in. So, um, we got to look back on tape and, and review it. But it wasn't any type of miscommunication. Do you think this, uh, this trip to Arizona could be a good thing for you guys? I think it would be great. It's great for team bonding. It's great to, to get away from you guys a little bit. I know you guys are coming or whatnot, but it's, it's good, to, it's good to, to get away. I mean, we're in Tucson, so I don't know what's going on in Tucson, but we'll be out by the mountains or whatever. And uh, – Looking over at Mexico, and we'll be we'll be hanging out and and get over this and get ready to um, to go to LA. LA played really good today. I saw the score, so it'll be a great challenge. But the teams I've been on in the past, this has been very beneficial. I'm sure Joe spoke on that, and that's why we're doing it to get away from the noise a little bit. Um, and kind of in training camp, you really don't we don't really go away. Training camp is very different. So this is a ability just to, to free up our schedules and go watch the tape together. Go do some bonding activities. And, and go be tighter as a team because down the stretch it really doesn't matter how, how much you care about each other those little things do do play a, a difference in building team team unity so that was Giants defensive back Logan Ryan who had eight tackles three solo in the 20 to 9 loss to the Dolphins in Miami so Logan was referring to the Chargers the Giants next opponent as they put on an offensive clinic at the expense of the Cincinnati Bengals we'll step aside when we come back we'll tell you what happened around the league as the Giants now fall to 4 and 8 1 and 5 on the road we'll be back right after this you're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants extra point on the WFAN Giants radio network Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Mike Glennon, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Lance Meadow with you. Let's take you through the Week 13 NFL scoreboard. We have a number of games currently in progress. Three of them are in the second quarter. Washington is shutting out the Raiders 7-0. Taylor Heineke with a touchdown pass to tight end Logan Thomas. The Rams are in front of the Jaguars 13-7. Ravens and Steelers both scoreless also in the second quarter. And in the first quarter, the Niners and Seahawks are tied at seven. Jimmy Garoppolo connected with George Kittle for a score. Travis Homer, a 73-yard rushing touchdown for Seattle. Everything else went final earlier today. Tom Brady threw for 368 yards, four touchdowns to help the Bucks cruise past the Falcons 30-17. Tampa Bay improving to 9-3. Kyler Murray returned, so did DeAndre Hopkins as the Cardinals beat up the Bears 33-22. Kyler Murray, four total touchdowns, two passing, two rushing, including one to DeAndre Hopkins. The Chargers crushed the Bengals 41-22. Justin Herbert 317 yards passing along with three scores as that is the upcoming opponent for the Giants in L.A. The Chargers now 7-5 overall on the season. The Detroit Lions got off the schneid. They got their first win of the season. They're now 1-10-1. A last-second touchdown as time expired. Jared Goff 11 yards out. He lifts the Lions over the Vikings 29-27 as Minnesota falls to 5-7 overall. Justin Jefferson 11 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown in a losing effort. The Eagles return to MetLife Stadium, this time all smiles. They beat the Jets 33-18. Jalen Hurts did not play due to injury. Gardner Minshew filled in an efficient 20-of-25 performance for 242 yards. Two touchdown passes to Dallas Goddard. The tight end finishing with over 100 yards receiving. And the Colts blanked the Texans 31 to nothing. Jonathan Taylor, 143 rushing yards and two scores as Indianapolis improving to 7-6 overall on the season. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul DeTito with you. Giants fall to the Dolphins on the road 20-9 as they'll have back-to-back road games. They are now in route to Arizona, and they will play in L.A. next Sunday against the Chargers. So, Jeff, as we wrap up shop with the network here, by far looking ahead, the biggest storyline now with Mike Glennon suffering a concussion and the Giants confirming that, he's going to have to go through concussion protocol. Daniel Jones still is recovering from the next strain. So the status of who's going to start next week, at least at the early stages of this week, 
Right now, a looming question mark, Brian Lewerke, who Paul brought up. He was on the practice squad. And then Jake Fromm, they just added from the Buffalo Bills practice squad. Well, they had to, you know, with Jake Fromm, they had to, when you go to the practice squad, you got to bring him to the active 53-man roster. So that transaction had to be made. So you think that, you know, as Coach Judge had mentioned, that the doctors will get together uh, tomorrow and evaluate all this stuff as they head out to Arizona, um, the doctors and things like that. So I would imagine that, you know, all the players are, by the way, this is a different situation when you think about traveling because most of the practice squad guys always stay behind. They don't make the trip. Uh, They're on that plane, and they went to Miami. So they're going to be going to from, uh, this is my, I'm guessing, I don't think they're all going to maybe take a separate trip, but they're all going to travel over there. So uh, I think that they're going to go over that situation and we'll have news with that going forward. But interesting development because you think about, you don't know about Daniel Jones's health. We really don't know where he's at. The concussion, we all know about those. Everybody's different. Somebody can come back quickly. Some some can't. So a lot of speculation there, but, um, you know, at least they've got two guys that have been in camp and (laughs) at least know a little bit of the playbook. Well, Fromm literally just arrived this week, so <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. going to be quite the Well, he was studying the three-hour trip down there yesterday. <laughs> well, so. to your point, he's going to have to use that plane ride to his benefit in terms sure. of catching up from yeah. an offensive standpoint. Paul, in all seriousness, though, looking ahead, the Chargers, I just read the score. They put plenty of points up against the Bengals. It's one thing to stay tight with a Dolphins team that wasn't necessarily the most electric offense. I would say in comparison to some of their previous opponents, this is now a step up from an offensive standpoint in terms of what the Giants defense is going to have to deal with next week. Well, we know what Herbert is. I mean, the guy's a legitimate star quarterback in this league and still getting better. Now, the one thing about the Chargers, they don't defend the run very well. They do have a very porous run defense. Of course, the Giants don't run the ball very well. (laughs) So how does that exactly become a factor in the game? I don't know. I was just looking at the the names of some of the big-name veterans that are still on the street, and I guess probably the guy with the most accomplished resume, if you don't count Robert Griffin III, because obviously he's been banged up over the years, and I don't even know how healthy he is well, right now. Well, he's broadcasting right now. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what, what his status would be. I, I'm talking about names. Blake Bortles is probably about the, the most recognizable name of quarterbacks on the street should uh, a team entertain the thought of having to bring in a a veteran this week. I just want to mention one other thing, Lance, before we kick the network out. For all you young people out there who are under 40 years old, Lawrence Taylor had nine and a half sacks in 1981, which is the Giants' unofficial rookie sack record. I never want to see Lawrence get cheated out of the fact that Elias doesn't keep the numbers uh, up until 82, and that's when they started it. So Lawrence never gets uh, you know mentioned in, in these kinds of stats that people read out because Elias doesn't recognize it. I just wanted to make sure we got that cleared up sure well sack was not an official statistic and they made the it an of official stat because yeah. of Lawrence Taylor remember that it was because of his impact on the game that Elias decided we need to make it an official stat between him and also the jet sack exchange which also had a lot of publicity here in New York sure and that's in reference to in case anybody's tuning in right now Aziz Ojolari resetting the rookie record that B.J. Hill had previously held, which was five and a half in 2018. He got an additional sack today, so Jalari's total is now six and a half. He leads the team, breaking a tie with Leonard Williams, so that was what that was in reference to. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on The Fan in New York. We will be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score once again... The Giants fall to the Dolphins 20-9. Giants now 4-8 overall, 1-5 on the road. They will head to Arizona in preparation for their matchup with the Chargers in L.A. a week from today. You have been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.